Oh, what a nice essence in here. The presence of the Lord. Always great. Just take a deep breath. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Uh, before we get into the message this morning, I'm going to bring Sister Susan up here. She's going to go on a vacation. Unfortunately, she's not taking us with her. I know. I offered to bring the You would have thought she'd rent a plane. We'd all go. Come on, if you guys want to pray for her, want to lay hands on her. Pray for the traveling mercies. Oh Lord, yes. Let's cover her, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We pray over you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, be safe. Travel. Yes, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. revival. 
Psalms 85 verse 6 says, Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Revival means growing near to God with the expectation of him drawing nearer to us. In Isaiah 55 verse 6 and 7, it says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. He will abundantly pardon. He will abundantly pardon. Isn't that amazing? Seek the Lord while he may be found. Amen. That means there could come a time when you can't find him. That's right. That's right. So you better find him when you can. His presence is in this place this morning. It was in the hearts of everyone that was up here worshiping. You could. You could just feel the presence of God. Yes. You know, revival comes when God's people, they hunger for righteousness. They hunger to worship. They hunger to service his name. When revival comes, the lost will be drawn to Jesus. The Father will just draw them. If you were around when the Brownsville revival came, I mean, people were getting saved in their left and right, and they were being drawn by God. I mean, millions of people went through that revival in Pensacola, and it was just the Lord drawing those people in. They were getting it. I mean, revival's needed whenever the love of God and his people have grown cold. You know, and some of us have experienced cold times with God where we just feel cold, where the relationship isn't where we need it. But look at Revelation 3. Jesus giving this revelation to John. Verse 15, it says, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich and have become wealthy, and have need of nothing. Do you not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked? This is what Jesus is saying. And we all know people that don't think they need God. They think they've created everything that they have has been their own creation. 
But we know that's not the way it is. That's right. That all things are created, are created by God. Yes. Yes. I mean, when revival comes, people who have wandered away and are lost, they will return. They will come back to the house of God. They will seek the Father. When revival comes, serving God will not wear us out, but it will lift us up. When revival comes, his name will be exalted, and his people will be filled with his spirit. If you remember early in Genesis, it said the spirit of God hovered over the darkness of the earth. Spirit of the Lord still hovers over the dark. But he comes into those in the light. He makes it light. You will never receive a blessing from God that you are not pursuing. If you're not pursuing a blessing, you're not going to get one. I mean, you just can't go home, lay down in the bed and figure God's going to bless me. Tonight, tomorrow morning, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be taller, or I'm going to be shorter, or I'm going to be skinnier, or I'm going to be happier, or I'm going to be richer, who knows? Those blessings aren't going to come. I mean, revival is an intentional thing. You must pursue it. Receiving from God comes through a deep, deep desire for him. Scripture says what? Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. There's no mystery there. It's quite plain. But revival must be a personal thing when experienced by an individual. The church is going to go strong as the individuals go strong. As the people in here get stronger for God and revival starts to break out in them, it's going to become contagious. And this church is just going to mass together as one. And revival will break out. As one walks with joy, as one walks with zeal, as one walks with power, it strengthens the cords of everybody in the group. You have somebody that's strong in a group, in a Bible study or whatever, it's gonna strengthen everybody else around them. And the church is the same way. The church will be stronger because individual life is stronger. When you desire to see his name, glorified, you are desiring revival. When you seek to motivate the church, you're seeking revival. When you're burdened by sin within the church, you are burdened for revival. When you ask the Lord to fan the flame 
within your own heart, you are asking for revival. Revival is not the church deciding to do something and just doing it. Like, okay, tomorrow we're going to have revival at 9 o'clock, and there it is. No, it's not that. <clears throat> it's something that happens or is done by the whole church of God. The whole church must be into it. It is an awakening to whom God is and a longing to be close to him and follow his word. Remember in Joel, it said, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. There is a promise of a last day revival. You shall receive power from on high, the scripture tells us. It's truly a work of the Lord. On the day of Pentecost, they were in one place, one mind, in one accord, and God visited them. For revival to take place, people must be in faith. They must have a heart of expectancy. You will not receive until we believe. We must believe it's coming. Revival isn't accidental, but it's when people put this purpose in their hearts and seek it. Consider some of these things, these different pointers that makes revival stick out. Some of the symptoms, the personal spiritual revival. Complacency, self-satisfaction, or satisfaction of the status quo. These are your seat warmers. You've all been in church, you know who they are. They come every week, they sit in their same place, they leave the minute church is over. You see no growth in them, you see nothing. We, when we had pews, we used to call them pew warmers. Because that's what they did. They just came in, warmed the pew up, and left. They need spiritual revival. They need it. There are people that have a lack of concern for the lost and those that are suffering in the world. And how can we see on the world news what's going on? and not be touched. How can that not affect us? Especially what's going on in Israel. How can that not affect us? It has to affect us. They need spiritual revival. If that's not affecting you, then something is spiritually wrong. And you need the spiritual renewing. When people are hiding or covering up secret sins, I mean, they may be a secret from one another. They're not a secret from God. 
mean, he knows all about it. He's just waiting for you to confess it so he can forgive you. He's waiting for you to repent. But we tend to rationalize our sin. We hide the sin. We cover it up, and then we rationalize it. And that makes everything better. Someday, we're going to have to change because we need spiritual renewal. That's what we're doing. If we have an unforgiving heart, we need spiritual renewal. And everybody in here, at one time or another, has had to forgive somebody. And it's been hard for you to do. It's been hard. God demands it. Scripture tells us to do it. Yet sometimes our old nature just makes that hard. And we tend to hold on. Another group that needs spiritual renewal is those that are full of pride. Those that live for their own glory. Proverbs 16, verse 8, or verse 18 says, that pride goeth before destruction and the haunty spirit before the fall. Pride and vanity were the cause of Lucifer's fall. Lucifer got kicked out of heaven because he was prideful. He wanted the glory that God was given. He wanted the praise that God was given. He was prideful. So you've got to beware of an undesirable attitude that gets reflected in us. Sometimes we get a little prideful. We all do. We find ourselves feeling superior or puffed up. We need the humility of revival. We need the humility of revival. If we hold animosity towards other Christians, towards other believers, it is said that we can pick our friends, but we can't pick our brothers and sisters. Can't pick our brothers and sisters in Christ either. So we need not. Anytime we're doing that, it is hindering our spiritual walk. It's hindering our spirit. We have those in a backslidden condition. We've all noticed what that is. We've all been there. I mean, some people just know the way back to Babylon, and that's where they want to go. You know, you get up in the morning, I'm on my way back to Babylon. It's only some steps, some old habits that come up. You know, sometimes you feel yourself slipping away, and you need that spiritual revival. You need to get on the phone with someone. And have them talk you out of, through it. You know, you, you should all have accountability partners. 
people that you talk to every day or something that hold you accountable for the way you're living. All those things are symptoms and a strong indication that we need to draw closer to God if we're experiencing any of those. We need to get into God's word. Remember God's spirit, which he gives us during revival, is renewed daily. Daily. God's spirit is renewed in you every single day. When you get up in the morning and the first thing you do is start praying to God and thanking him for the day, you're renewing that right spirit within you. You're opening up your heart. You're letting the spirit of the Lord come in. It's your own personal revival. I mean, sometimes we need to examine ourselves. We've got to look at our own faith. We've got to know and remember that it's Jesus Christ who dwells within us through the Holy Spirit. We need to we need to look at ourselves the way God sees us. I mean, how many of you actually think you see yourself the same way God sees you? You do you see yourself the way God sees you? I mean, we must be honest. We must be repentant. But we have to get to that place where we're exactly the way God sees us. We need to acknowledge God for who he is. You know, we've got to stop playing church. There's so many people that do that. They just play church. They go into church, they drop the kids off at the nursery. The other ones go to Sunday school. They go in, they listen to a 20-minute message, sing a few songs, pick up the kids, and home they go. Now, one difference to their spirit. Now, one time did they feel lifted up. Psalm 31, verse 19. Oh, how great is your goodness which you have laid up before those who fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust in you in the presence of the sons of man. What's he saying? Thank you, God, for your goodness, because I trust you, I believe in you, and your goodness is poured out on me and through me. And I thank you, Lord. We must see sin for what it is. We must confess it. We must repent of it and forsake it forever. Go, did Jesus tell him, go and sin no more. That's all he's saying to you. Go and sin no more. 
and sin no more. I mean, we've got to cultivate an earnest desire to be revived. We're not going to have revival without it. We must believe strongly in the gods. Often we don't want a revival bad enough to make any difference or to change our mind. We just don't seek it with all our hearts, all our minds and everything else. We just don't go for it. You know, change, people get into comfort zones. They feel real comfortable. This is, I'm real comfortable with where I am. I'm real comfortable with what's going on. But change is what Christianity is all about. Because the change is growing. You're getting stronger. You're getting bigger. You're getting more and more of God. And more and more of God is going into you and being revealed through you. I mean, I know some of you. I know you've had opportunities to pray for people. I know on your job you had opportunities to make a difference in somebody's life. And that's just God coming through you. That's just who God is. God's character is knowing right from wrong and choosing to go God's way no matter what. And sometimes that's hard, especially if you're in a group of people that don't know Jesus. And you want to do the right thing. You want to go the way Christ would go. And the rest of them, they're going to go dance with the devil. But you can't go. As Isaiah said, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. You know, like I said before, it implies that there's going to come a time when God is going to be harder to find. No one knows. There were 400 years between Malachi and Matthew where God didn't speak at all. I mean, that's a lot of time. That's a long time. Revival, we need a good picture of it. Revival must be purified. True revival changes our heart. And only the pure in heart are going to see God. Scripture tells us that. You want to see God, you're going to have to be pure in heart. And you will see him. I mean, I don't, he can pass by here right now. Amen. Put his hands over my eyes, that's fine. Amen. But I want to see him. If a church becomes lukewarm, people will lose their holiness. Yeah. They will lose it. But if a church is on fire, and each individual 
begins to walk in the spirit. And they all decide to themselves they will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. The spirit of the Lord will be strong. Amen. Revival will come. Amen. You know, it'd be nice to have a spontaneous outpouring of the presence and the power of God. Just to have them come in and, and just lay everybody out. Just to feel his glory. But only God will draw us near to him if we seek after him. Amen. We must seek his way. God will pour out his spirit on all flesh. Sometimes this happens when you're in the presence of the Lord. But once you've experienced it, you'll never be the same. If you've experienced a definite relationship with God, if you felt his presence in your life, you felt his spirit touch you, your life will never be the same. How can you go back and forget that ever happened? We need a heart of repentance. We need a heart of obedience. I mean, you got to be obedient. you got to be repentant. We need to hunger for God. Hunger and thirst for his righteousness. Revival is an awakening of the hearts of God to the things of God, to the awareness of our needs for more of God. Hunger makes us desperate for something. You haven't eaten in a few days and you get hungry. It may not matter what food comes in front of you. You're just desperate at this point. I gotta eat. This is how you need to feel for God. I can't get through this without God. I can't do this without God. I need God every day. I know personally I need God every moment of every day. I don't want to do things in the flesh. I want to do things in the spirit. Do I get caught up once in a while? Yes, I do. Does the old nature flare up? Yes, it does. But I need the spirit of the Lord. I need the hunger and thirst for him. It says if you do that, you will be filled. You know, that desire to go deeper with him, to excel in a higher level of spirituality. Paul went to the third heaven. I want to go there. I want to experience that. We need to get that desire to go deeper and deeper with him. We have to be clean. We have to be repentant. We have to repent. We 
have to consecrate ourselves. We have to understand that the Lord is good. And we need to hunger for him. Amen. I mean, being spiritually hungry builds up more and more hunger. Once you get a taste of what God can do, you want more. You watch God touch someone's life. You watch God take someone that is lost. You watch someone that was a drug addict that is no more. Someone that was broken that is healed. You see these things, these moves of God. You just want more and more of it. As we decrease in our own desires, we stop trying to please the flesh. We will increase in God and the more of God. If we walk humbly with God, hand in hand, and watching him, he will reveal things in our lives that we never thought possible. We talk about God revealing things a lot, especially in our prayer time in the morning. We talk about God just showing us and revealing things and just getting deeper with him. He's showing us more and more. We have a desire to see souls saved. Yes. We see God's glory upon these people. Yes. Seeing souls people come to know Jesus is wonderful to watch their lives change before your eyes it's a wonderful thing to happen if you've never watched that or experienced it when someone is saved and surrenders their life to Christ that first time and you see the presence of the Lord just manifest himself on them their life changes Something happens. We need to have a desperate prayer for revival. I mean, the church needs to be revived. Revival is desperately needed in the church. We need an awakening to God. There are so many churches out there that are just dead. Big churches, little churches, they're all just dead. Because they're just going through the motion. Mm -hmm. There is no seeking of the presence. There's no opening of the heart to go after him. Mm -hmm. I mean, only a desperate prayer for revival is going to bring results. Mm -hmm. All our plans, all the programs are nothing without a movement of God. Mm -hmm. You can have all the programs you want. But unless God's moving, they're nothing. They're just programs. And sadly, people go for that. Mm -hmm. They don't really care that to them is that to them is church. Mm -hmm. But we know it's the presence of God that makes church. Amen. I mean, prayer is like a fire extinguisher. It's only used when the house is on fire. Amen. I mean, that's the way some people are. They're not going to pray unless their house is on fire. Then they'll pray. 
and I get out there on a day and it's 20 below zero and the car won't start, they'll start right. The cry for revival, something comes from deep within. Deep within us, it must be. We want God to hear it. We're coming out of our humanity. We're coming out humbly before the Lord, crying out to him to bring us revival. And what kind of praying must we offer? We want a movement and a power in the presence of God. We gotta be praying for his presence. His presence isn't gonna show up if we're sitting here praying, oh Lord, you know, give me a little extra money so I can go buy more groceries. Lord, I wanna go out to dinner tonight. I need a new, I need a new car. It's not gonna get his presence in the house. just not going to do it. We have to get back and cry out to God to restore us, to bring the fire of the Lord. He's a consuming fire. He gets fire in here. He's going to consume us. He's going to consume us. There's going to be healings like you've never seen. There's going to be people that are getting saved yes. and their lives are changing and yes, they're walking Lord. for the Lord. And this is what we need to be praying for. Charlene said, we're gonna be fasting. This is part of our fast. We need to be praying for this. Amen. We need to be praying for revival. Amen. It starts with us. Amen. But we have a good group here. We have a great core group. It's been trimmed. Those that didn't fit with the program aren't here. But now we have a group that can get together as one and get here in one accord and sit and wait upon the Lord and he will come. I really believe one of these Friday nights when we're praying, the Lord is going to show himself very strongly. I mean, he shows himself in the church as it is. But this is going to be something we've never seen before. I mean, we can't have joy, peace, and purity, and power restored to us unless we're chasing after it. I mean, we've got to continue to pray until God answers our prayer. I mean, the Lord's going to test us. He's going to see if we're sincere. He's going to maybe be quiet for a while and see if we give up or we continue to chase him. Because if he sees us continually going after him, he's going to answer our prayer. Because he is faithful. He will answer Lord. I mean, the Bible tells us over and over again to be persistent in our prayer. Yes, Lord. Be persistent. Yes, hear our cry, Lord. Think about the people praying after Jesus ascended into heaven. 
21 and they prayed. They just saw the Lord go. Mm -hmm. <coughs> he prayed for 10 days in that upper room. And God fell on them. 3,000 people were saved. 10 days of prayer. And God showed them prayer. Do you think that would happen if they prayed for nine days? What if after nine days they said, God, no, that's enough of this? We're leaving. And they left. They were persistent. And we might have to pray longer than 10 days. Mm -hmm. We might have to pray 20 or 21. Mm -hmm. Who knows? But we have to be persistent. We're not telling him to revive us because we deserve it. We're asking him to revive us because we have an unfailing love for him. We want to be with him. We are his children. He is our father. And you don't want to be revived just to feel better. We want to see his glory. We want his presence to make a difference. He deserves the best from us. And we can't give it to him unless he enables us to do so. Yes, Lord. But we have to give God our yes, thank We you. need to cry out to God. Will you revive us again? Oh, yes, Lord. Revive us again. Yes, Lord. God will always, always forgive as long as we return to him. I mean, in Christian lives, some are made up of many beginnings. We fall down. We said we keep getting up, striving to go more and more. We resolved it in our mind. We should be growing daily. We should be getting stronger, wiser. I mean, some of us need to be walking on water. And you need to chase after God. Only God can send us. Revival to us. He is the only source. God, will you revive us again? You revive me again. We need personal revival. And that takes individuals getting right with God. We need families to get right with God and one another. Let's all stand. I mean, church revival means doing the work of Christ that he has ordained us to do. It means that we're returning to Christ in everything we have. It's not turned on and off like a water fountain. We have to meet God's conditions. He will bestow upon us 
He wants us removed. He will come. Revival is coming. It's just a prayer away. Amen? You want revival this morning? You want to fight for revival in this church this morning? Come down to the altars. Let's fill the altars and cry out to God. God, we want revival. We need revival. Help us, O oh Lord. Help us get there, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. 